Hello, VW friends and family, and welcome to So You Own a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by stories from VW owners everywhere. I'm Miracle. And I'm Ryan. We were traveling south toward the Florida Keys when we made a stop in Miami. And what a stop. What a spot. A little place run by a true gentleman named Ian McIntyre. So it's McIntyre's home for wayward Volkswagens and wandering souls. I got a lot of people uh, with VW stop by here uh, by virtue of the fact that we're in Miami, we're in South Florida, it's densely populated, there are no really good cheap places to camp. There's certainly no boondocking around this area. Uh, you used to be able to camp in the Keys, just pull over the side of the road, park your car and go to sleep. Uh, but those days are long gone. And certainly around Miami, the nearest free places are way out in the Everglades, uh, 40, 50, 60 miles to the west of here. But around here, not so much. So here we are right around New Year's in Miami. Ian's place is in the center of a neighborhood, but you'd never know it because he has planted over 450 native species of tree on the property. Other than the planes flying over, you kind of forget that you're in the center of a major metropolitan. It's just the three of us and our buses. The dogs are running through the trees and jumping over the coral stone wall. Uh, I've got the perfect place to work here. I've got a, a small barn that I've turned into a workshop uh, so we can do dry work. It, it doesn't get uh, uh, really cold here. Uh, so we have a platform here we can work all year round. And um, it's enjoyable. I meet uh, many, many interesting people and um, make friends for life. I have never had an unpleasant experience with anybody that has ever come here to stay. And you've got to figure, all these people, I don't know. I know they have buses. I know they live on the road. Some of them, I know some of them are on extended vacations or travel. But... um, I have never met a jerk here. That's been our experience, too. Florida is our 27th state on this trip, and we have been met with nothing but kindness. Ian's lifelong love affair with VW started early. It was memorable to me uh, because nobody had seen a car like that before. It was a 1957 with a um, sliding top roof. And uh, pulled into my elementary school. I was in fifth grade and picked up, uh, it was a mom picking up her daughter. And the daughter got into this car and the car was immediately surrounded by all these other kids and also a couple of teachers because people hadn't seen this type of car before. The girl got in, I remember she stood on the passenger seat and poked her head out the sunroof. And I was thinking, wow, this is really neat. So I liked the car right off the bat. And uh, I remember going in and trying to draw a picture of it, you know. It kind of looked like the American cars of the 30s. Then my dad bought a 61 Volkswagen when we were up in New Jersey, and I was going to high school there. And um, I drove that all the time. When, when we left New Jersey to move back to Miami, my mother was not happy with the weather in New Jersey, so we came back down here. But I had a girlfriend up in New Jersey, and for the two summers after high school, I took that 61 Volkswagen and drove it north and got summer jobs in New Jersey so I could be with her and spend time with her. So I just, I really liked the 
VW Beetles and the air-cooled engines and stuff. At that time, I didn't know much about the mechanics of the air-cooled engine. I sort of—I know I abused the thing. I, uh, when I was heading north from uh, from Miami, I got up into Georgia, and my right foot got cramped up from pressing the gas pedal to the floor the whole time. The top speed on the Beetle was 90 miles an hour. So I pulled over somewhere in Georgia and got a big rock and I put it on the gas pedal and continued on my way with the thing floored. And I did manage to get it up to about 94, 95 miles an hour going down hills in Georgia. I was pulled over by a Georgia cop there, but it was he was curious about some signs I had in my window that said uh, New Jersey or bust. And uh, I didn't get a speeding ticket. But when I got up to New Jersey, about two weeks later, I was driving down a street there, and I heard this bang, bang, bang. And the engine locked up, and the car screeched to a halt. I had two friends with me in the car. I had no idea what happened, but the car was immovable. So I had it towed to a shop uh, a couple of young guys had there. This, would, this was the summer of 1965. The guy that owned the shop was the older brother of a girl I'd gone to high school with there. And uh, he took care of me, and we got the car fixed. It took about 10 days, I think. Uh, he repaired it for 300 bucks. I didn't have that kind of money. That was a lot of money back then. And my dad had worked in New York. Uh, my dad was pissed because I'd blown up the engine in his Volkswagen. One day... I'm trying to figure out how to pay to get my car out of the shop, and I get a call from my dad's former boss in New York City, a guy named Mo Franco. And Mo said, Ian, I understand you got a problem. You've got your bug in the shop there, and you don't have the money to pay for it. How much is it? So I told him it was $300. He said, well, I'm going to pay for the repair, and you can pay me back whenever you're able to. And, I mean, I was overjoyed. So Mo paid for the repair. I got the Volkswagen back out of the shop. I think the guys would have let me take it out anyway, but it was a quandary. It was, it was money that I didn't have. And uh, over the next year, year and a half, I would send Mo Frankel payments until I paid him up. But he was a gracious man and a wonderful act that he did for me, uh, which I really, really appreciated. He was a good man. And he was taught a lesson in kindness that helps explain the person he is today. You know, maybe it's time that we acknowledge the help we've gotten along the way. Sure. Our 49-state trip and podcast would not be possible without help from the Jan Machowski Foundation in Switzerland. And starting this season, support from GoWesty at GoWesty.com. VWs just seem to find their way into our lives over and over. Yeah, and sometimes it seems downright genetic. My brother bought a splitty 21 window and he paid uh, I think $250 for it. It was in beautiful shape, red and white, just the classic uh, uh, bus with a sunroof and all the roof windows and we just had a lot of fun in that. And he had that bus for a number of years and uh, he moved up to Orlando, took the bus up there with him, uh, blew the engine a couple times each time he rebuilt it. And uh, finally, he got a Jeep, and he turned the bus into a chicken coop. And it was a chicken coop for a couple of years. And uh, one day, a guy comes 
comes by and, and, and my brother lived out in the orange groves off a of dirt road but this guy spotted that bus sitting out behind the house full of chickens and he came and knocked on the door and uh, ended up buying the bus from my brother for 800 bucks and my brother was tickled of course those those buses now are the ones when they're really fixed up they're selling for over a hundred thousand at cruise auctions and stuff like that listen i have a brother so i know what has to eventually happen so at that time i was still working i'm retired now but i was still working and i told my partner i said listen i gotta go i'm gonna go to look at a volkswagen bus and he goes oh jeez man <laughs> you're out of your freaking mind i said no <laughs> i'm not and here's a guy that bought a new Volkswagen. He went to the University of Georgia in Athens, and he bought a new Volkswagen in 68, and uh, constantly tells stories about, you know, buying it for brand new for 1800 bucks off the showroom. And I said, you had a Volkswagen, you got to understand this. He said, yeah, yeah, I do. So I went down, and we made a deal, and I bought the bus, and, uh, and drove it back to Miami. It was in uh, pretty good shape. I, of course, with these, you know, we're talking now about vehicles that are 50 years old, uh, at that time 40 years old, but still there's all sorts of stuff to do. There's things that are neglected, um, and uh, it had been in New Jersey, you know, I was concerned about rust from uh, salt in the north, northeast on the roads, and uh, uh, I was lucky. It was, it was in very good shape. I, um, at that point, I met uh, my friend Colin Kellogg. Uh, the itinerant air-cooled mechanic and I got in touch with him I said I want to set up a meeting with you because I want to go over this bus because I I scheduled a uh, writing class at the Omega Institute in uh, outside of Rye, New York uh, with the cartoonist writer Linda Berry and I wanted to drive the bus up there Colin comes down and I spent a very interesting day with him uh, working on the bus and doing some things that he thought were important. And at the end of that workday, which was quite long, uh, I asked him the question. I said, uh, listen, could I drive this bus to upstate New York, you think? And he said, I'd drive this bus anywhere. And if you listened to our previous episode where we interviewed Colin, you know that Ian has earned himself quite a compliment. Ian has met all sorts of people living in their buses and campers, and we asked him, as the steward of the Home for Wayward Buses and Wandering Souls, why he thought people like us are drawn to this way of living. I think maybe human beings need some discomfort in their lives. They need a little challenge, and they need to be able to solve problems. And uh, if you want to be presented with problems, drive a Volkswagen bus from Miami to California, you know, and you'll have your share of problems and discomforts. But there is something that a person, a certain type of person, gets out of living in that way. It's not masochistic. It's, uh, it's positive. It is positive energy. And there's something vigorous and vital and uh, strengthening about doing things like that. It's good for you. It's good for the soul. Come on, darling. Let's go do something good for our soul. Sure. Everyone else can catch up with us on Instagram or at our website, com. Until next time, friends. <laughs>